Welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast, and uh, we're going to cover it all. The PGA Tour, Live Golf. Live Golf now has a relegation process where the people on the bottom aren't going to be invited back, and they're going to get some new talent in there. Um, We will talk about the Charles Schwab Challenge, and this upcoming week, the Memorial as well. So let's get started, and let's cover the Charles Schwab Challenge, which just wrapped up, and the winner was Emiliano Grillo, uh, his second career win. He's had a win in 2015, and he gets another win, wow, eight, nine years later. Just goes to show you that there's a lot of guys on the PGA Tour that are working hard and week in and week out and never get a win, or maybe they get one win. This guy finally got his second win, so congratulations to him. It was not easy, never is, and there was a lot of drama at the end, so let's just go through that. So, the beginning of the day, uh, this guy, Harry Hall, had the lead. And at one point, going, he had a two-stroke lead after the 10th hole. He's the guy. He's from England. He was wearing the um, the derby hat like DeChambeau used to wear. And uh, he had a look. He's got a smooth swing. Really nice swing, actually. Beautiful to watch. He was playing with Harris English on Saturday. And those two guys both have really smooth swings. Speaking of Harris English, he had a hole-in-one on the 8th hole. And um, on the final day on Sunday, Scotty Scheffler also had a hole-in-one. And um, that was on the eighth hole. And Scheffler had a great day. He shot 67 on the day. He got to minus seven. The winner ended up being minus eight. So he he finished probably 45 minutes, an hour before the leaders and had that number posted up there um, pretty early. So the way it all went down at the end was... um, was was Grillo, um, he shot 68 on the day, but he started he started six under on the at the start of the day. And then he got to 10 under with a birdie on 16. He rolled in a really nice downhill putt. And that gave him a two-stroke lead with two to play. He parsed 17, and he still got a two-stroke lead going into 18. And he hits the ball right. It ends up in this, I guess it's a creek, but it's more of a a drainage ditch. It's like this concrete, almost like a cart path with a dip in it. And the ball, and there's water in it. And the ball, where it went in, it probably went in at, you know, 280 yards from the tee. And it was coming back downstream, like really slow. So the ball didn't stop moving. And it was like, I don't know, 12 minutes where they're like showing this ball and how he's going to end up playing from wherever he takes a drop. I guess the thought was if the ball stopped in the in the little creek or tributary, whatever we're calling it, he could have played it uh, potentially because that creek, it was only like maybe an inch or two inches of water at its deepest spot. So they figured it would stop and then maybe he could hit it out without a penalty. But it was going back for so long and far away that he just ended up taking a drop at the entry point, which happened to be, he dropped it, he actually hit it off the concrete path and hit it down in front of the green, chips onto the green, and he ends up two-putting and getting a double bogey. So at that point, he's minus eight, and he's tied with uh, with Adam Shank. And <laughs> and then Shank, Shank had, uh, had also um, threw a birdie in on 16 to get to eight under. 
So he was a few holes behind. And so Shank ends up, uh, he's on 18 and he's got about a 15 foot downhill putt to win the tournament, but he doesn't make it. So it goes into um, a playoff and then the playoff, the first hole, they both par. And then they go back to the 16th hole, this par three. And uh, Grillo, Grillo got lucky, man. He hits a ball. It ends up on the right side. It lands kind of in, I wouldn't even say in the fringe, more in the rough. So maybe just about three feet off the green. And the thing takes a kick left, goes down the hill, and ends up like three feet from the hole. So he gets a birdie. He wins the tournament. Uh, he played good. He probably should have won it in regulation. He kind of just blew there, blew it there at the end. So congratulations to him for getting that win. The first one, like I said, in eight or nine years. He gets a Ford Bronco, like an original Ford Bronco. When I say original, I'm talking like probably like a 68, something like that. I don't know what years, but they're really cool. My friend's dad, Bill Webb, he, his dad had one. It was rad back in high school. Super souped up. Okay, so this week for the PGA is the Memorial Tournament, which is Jack Nicholas's tournament. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, all the all the top players will be there. It is an elevated event, and it'll have a full field. So super stoked for that. Another great PGA event. Now, let's talk about Live and what happened in Live because Live had an event this week as well, and that event was won by HV3, which is Harold Varner, Harold Varner the third. Harold Varner III shoots 12 under. He wins the Live DC event. He gets $4 million bucks. Damn, these guys pay good. <laughs> Man, they pay good. Uh, Brandon Grace gets second, $2.5 million. And in the team competition, Team Torque ends up winning it. That's T-O-R-Q-U-E, Torque. And uh, those the two main guys in that was uh, Mito Piera. He was 10 under. And then... Um, I think it's Sebastian Munoz, but Munoz was nine under. So those two guys tied for third and fourth. And then here's some interesting one from Liv is that this this guy had to fill in for one of the teams. I don't know who couldn't play, but this guy, his name is Andy Ogletree. He fills in for, for a missing Liv player, and he ends up seven under par. He ends up tied for seventh, and he makes $600,000. So... Who knows what he was doing last week, but he made a lot of money over the weekend just by being the alternate. So let's chit-chat a little bit about Liv. And here's one of the things I've noticed about it. It's uh, it's definitely different, and obviously. and But the coverage is different. The highlights on YouTube are 100 times better than the PGA's highlights. The PGA needs to get it together with their highlights and, and uh, make them better. They're boring. They're boring old golf highlights. They need to look what the competition's doing and step up their game. And one of the things I'll say is there's, I live in San Diego. There's this course north of me in Oceanside called Goat Hill, Goat Hill Park. And it's a par, I think it's a par 68. And the um, guys who founded Link Soul, a couple of them bought this course. It was just in poor condition. They rebuilt the thing and they call it the people's course. They allow you to go up there and bring your dogs on the course. They sell beer really cheap. The people that play there are, a lot of them are locals to Oceanside, which is, you know, I'll just come out and say it. It's a tattooed and t-shirt kind of crowd. 
It's the people's course. That's how they've built this thing, the people's course. And people love that course. You know, they do all kinds of events. They have a they have a caddying program for the juniors. They have all these like uh, tournaments where all the local golf pros play in like a match play challenge. They do a bunch of stuff and people call it the goat and people love it. And if you see Link Soul shirts with a goat on it, that's the goat. And so it's the people's course. And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting with like live. It's a younger crowd. Obviously, they're playing the music. They're doing all this stuff. So, but but there's a market for it. The point is there's a market for it and it's growing and it's here to stay. And these guys on the Golf Channel that are, you know, like Brandel Chambly who are saying, they, they just have these tired arguments. It reminds me of when Uber first came to San Francisco and the cab companies were like trying to shut down Uber. All the cab companies had to do was get their own app and they could have competed. But oh no, they're the worst. These guys did this. These guys in this other country did that. Those arguments are just, whereas they might be true statements, they're just, they're falling on deaf ears. You know, get with it. And Rom was just interviewed today after uh, one of the warm-up rounds for Colonial. And he was talking about Sergio not being selected to be on the Ryder Cup team and what it meant to him because he always plays with Sergio and Rom, the Spaniards, and what it means and how dominant they've been over the years. And his point was, you know, this is the Ryder Cup. It's the United States versus Europe. It's not PGA versus Live, and where you play shouldn't have any, uh, any, any designation on it. Whoever the best players are should be there, and that's how people feel. That's how the fans feel. So anybody who's kind of making these arguments of, oh, you know, the Saudis are horrible and they're this and that, you know, like where do the Saudis get their their weapons from? Just asking. I mean, you know. We're selling them all kinds of crap. So don't play this holier-than-thou uh, routine on me. Not buying it. Uh, let's discuss the live relegation. Relegation. Okay, so just like in European soccer, there's 20 clubs. The top four, or excuse me, the bottom four get booted, and then four more teams come in. So live is going to do a, a, a relegation of sorts. It's still a little... Up in the air, but here's kind of the main gist of it. Okay, top 24 players um, in live plus the captains are all making it through. So, it, it, which I don't get because one of these teams has three captains. <laughs> it's like if you have a team, you should you can only have one captain, but one of the teams is like Poulter, Westwood, and maybe Paul Casey or somebody like that. It's like that's kind of shady already. But anyways, um, and then they have this open zone, they're calling it. So players rank 25th to 44th. They're, um, they're either free agents or um, they, they call that the open zone. Free agents or uh, or they might leave live. So I guess there's some people that have like maybe a two-year contract. And so they're not even going to be there next year anyway. So some of those people are there. Okay. If you are below... The 45th ranked, or excuse me, if you're 45th and below in ranking, then you have to play, in order to keep your status, you have to play in a 72-hole stroke play tournament. Uh, that'll be in November after Liv's last event. So they'll have this, this play-in tournament, basically. And then um, they're projecting that um, about eight new players will be coming in because some players are going to leave due to the contract, and then four will be relegated. And so... Um, 
And then the top finishers in the promotion. Oh, so here's what it says. The top three finishers from the promotion tournament will be promoted. And then the winner of the order of merit in the international series will receive cards. I don't know what the order of merit in the international series is, but whoever wins that gets a position in live as well. Um, in order to qualify for the promotion uh, tournament, um, those relegated from live qualify. So the current live players who are going to get on the bottom and then, uh, geez, there's so many things here. I'll just get the highlights of them. Winners of fully sanctioned, sanctioned events for the DP world tour or PGA tour. So anybody who's won on the PGA tour this season could go and compete in the live relegation tournament. I'm sure. The PGA tour wouldn't let them back in just if they even tried to join live those, Bitches. Players ranked within the top 200 of the world golf ranking, blah, blah, blah. It's all the stuff you'd expect to see. Um, winners of winners of the four major championships since 2018, the U.S. Amateur winner, the British Amateur winner, the NC2A Division I individual stroke play, Latin American Amateur, Asian Pacific Amateur, European Amateur, Eisenhower Individual. Never heard of that. Eisenhower Individual. Well, that's how you're going to get into the relegation tournament. So, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool they're doing that because they're going to have to have a way to spice up the field. Quite honestly, some of these people that are in there, they have names, but they're not playing that well and they haven't played well in some time. So, there's no reason that they should just get a free pass, right? Unless they're a team captain. <laughs> there's, a, there's a workaround for everything in this world. That is the This Week in Golf podcast, and we'll talk to you next week when we crown a champion at Jack's Tournament at Memorial. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN.